Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is your host, Elder Gregory Newsom, with the Faith and God Internet TV. God bless you on this uh, wonderful Monday. We bring you greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, who's the head of our life, and to Honorable Pastor Bishop Dr. Ellis Murchison, Sr., Pentecostal Power Church, and to our First Lady, Lady Paulette Murchison, and to all of the people of God, and to my own lovely wife, Missionary Newsom, and to all of you. Uh, that are out there on today, we bring you greetings in the name of Jesus. We say praise the Lord, hope, and pray that you all had a, a blessed uh, weekend in your praise and worship service and serving the Lord and worshiping the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Uh, we hope that you uh, enjoyed, amen, the presence of the Lord um, as you all came together. And so uh, we definitely thank God for each of you. Uh, that have joined us today. We're going to be brief. We wanted to uh, finish this series because we have uh, our national convention, uh, our national Pentecost coming up uh, in uh, uh, this week. And so this, well, next week, early next week. And so uh, we're preparing this week uh, for travel plans. And so uh, we will um, pick up uh, our broadcast when we return uh, back uh, from Pentecost, and that will be uh, on the uh, 24th of May. We will be returning back to Faith and God in that TV on the 24th of May, but uh, this will be our, our, our broadcast ending this series, and we'll pick up our new series on the 24th of May. So if you all are following us, please go on to some of the broadcasts that you have not uh, seen or had the opportunity to uh, watch. And uh, maybe you'll be able to catch up to where we are, and we will see you on the 24th of May when we return uh, from our National Pentecost Convention. Uh, but however, we wanted to put it out there so that all of our viewers and subscribers will be updated uh, because this will be... Uh, uh, the last broadcast for this week until the 24th. And so if you're following with us, we're still on the broadcast, but we uh, are taking a brief intermission due to we're going to have travel plans, if the Lord's will, uh, to uh, go to the convention. And if the Lord's will, uh, I will take my mobile, um, I'll take my mobile broadcast with me and hopefully I can, uh, jump in here and there, maybe even at the convention and give you all a snippet of what's going on at the convention if I bring uh, the mobile fidget uh, set up. So if the Lord's will, we will uh, take our mobile studio and try to inform you from the hotel what's going on at the convention, and uh, we'll do it that way if the Lord's willing. But uh, in the meantime... We want to take the time to go before the Lord in prayer. Uh, please let us pray uh, one for another. Let us pray for our sick that's among us. Uh, remember our pastor and first lady, as well as all of the uh, bishops and pastors and first ladies uh, in our organization, as well as abroad. Please pray for the city of Milwaukee. Uh, we seem to have a an, uh, some kind type of uh, cardemic where uh, we keep having fatalities from people driving recklessly. And so um, we ask the saints to use caution, those of you that live here in this city and those that travel to the city, use caution because there's a lot of um, reckless driving, uh, auto theft, and things of that nature. And so you don't have to be doing anything uh, out of uh, character, out of line uh, for uh, something to happen. Our prayers are that the blood of Jesus will cover the saints while we're going up and down to and fro these dangerous roadways. So let us pray for that. Continue to pray for all of our mothers. Continue to keep Bishop Wilson up in prayer and his family, as well as all of those that are bereaved uh, at this particular time, and all of those that are behind prison walls and those in nursing homes confined to their spaces and their homes. Let us pray that the Lord God will grant them the strength and the healing and the virtue they need uh, to be sustained uh, while they're in these uh, particular uh, 
situation. So let us pray for that. Uh, let us uh, just uh, go before his throne and pray and remember my family, uh, Missionary Newsom and myself, and pray for our daughter, Gabrielle, and pray for our, our grandchildren as well as the saints' children, uh, that the Lord will bless them. Remember my niece, Bridget and Pooh, and uh, my nephew, uh, Davies, and all of my great nieces and nephews. Uh, uh, desire, continue to pray for her, and as well as Layla and uh, Capri. Continue to keep them up for the Lord in prayer. And let us pray one for another. We all need prayer. And uh, I'm not repelling to prayer. You know, I'm not this super saint and got this super ego where I don't need the Lord's help. So if you can't think of nothing to pray for, uh, pray for Brother Newsom because we need your prayers because we're um, fighting the good fight of faith. So let us go before his throne of grace at this time. And we're going to call on the name of Jesus, eternal God, our Savior. In the precious name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you on today, Lord God, for your manifold blessing. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lord, we thank you for your presence on today. We thank you, God, for being so good unto us. We thank you for life in that more abundantly. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord God, that you've given unto each believer, God. Oh, God, each and every baptized believer, God, that have received the baptism of the spirit and of the water. We pray now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, you would touch, direct, anoint, and oh God, protect those, God. Oh God, that's covered by your blood right now. In the precious name of Jesus, Lord, we pray God for our leadership. We pray for our presider, system presider. We pray for our senior Bishop Scott. We pray God for our pastor Bishop and Lady Paulette. We pray God for the entire Pentecostal Power Church here in Milwaukee. Lord, and also the New Mount Olive Church, as well as, oh God, all of those, oh God, and I said districts, Southern District, Northern District, and the Midwestern District, we pray, God, for all of our leadership, that your blood will cover them, and that you will bless them right now in the blessed name of Jesus. Bless us, God. Strengthen us, God. Help us, God. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Lord, we thank you right now. Mm. You didn't have to do it, Lord did and we give you glory and we give your name the praise we thank you right now for your unfailing grace god thank you god oh god that you granted to us god we thank you right now and father we give your name all the glory and the praise god we thank you for healing and deliverance under the petition spoken and unspoken request god even the saints those that are oh god on the call today god bless them god under their petition and request those on youtube and facebook that are Oh, God, requested various prayer requests. Oh, God, spoken and unspoken. Father, we pray now that you would touch them and bless them right now in the matchless name of Jesus. And, Father, we thank you. We forever give you the glory. We give you the honor. And we give your name the praise. And we thank you for a great deliverance coming our way. In Jesus' name, we pray. Thank God. Amen and amen. Praise God. Amen. So we have a call coming in. Uh, from, I believe, India or something of that nature. But we're not going to take that call right now because we're in the, in the midst of broadcasting. But we will uh, try to uh, catch up with some of the inbound calls that we're getting now. And so uh, let us go uh, into the word of the Lord. And we're going to talk about the uh, attitude uh, toward doctrine. I just want to uh, talk about uh, the attitude uh, toward doctrine, and uh, some some may not uh, uh, really uh, understand the full viewpoint of this particular subject because we were talking on various parts of doctrine. Understanding doctrine was our first one, and then uh, we also we also. We also talked about understanding doctrine, the immutability of doctrine, uh, and also the attitude toward doctrine. And then we talked about just the root word doctrine itself when we started the broadcast. And so um, here's where we want to start today. We want to start with the attitude, uh, the viewpoint or the position that some take toward doctrine. Our first one we talked about was rationalism. We talked about rationalism, and now we're going to talk about uh, mysticism, all right? 
We're going to talk about mysticism, right? And we're going to define it for you. It talks about mysticism uh, can be twofold and a twofold classification. Uh, you got false mysticism, and then you have true mysticism. So we want to make sure we understand that. And the fundamentals, uh, premise, and uh, false mysticism is that divine revelation is not limited to the Bible. You know, some people have the attitude is that I don't have nobody to teach me and God talked to me. <laughs> you know, some have the uh, the Korah type spirit. And we know what happened to Korah now. But uh, that's one. And some people don't believe it's limited to the Bible. Um, but uh, that God continues to give truth beyond the Bible. Uh, you know, uh, well, let's let's uh, let's take a look because we can we can uh, validate that. But uh, well, I like some of these uh, some of these theologians' uh, writings or positions uh, that they take. Uh, when they look at different positions and of of uh, those that are scholars in the Bible, and so I I I, I disagree, but then I, I agree only on one point uh, that is true. Well, what goes beyond the Bible? The Bible says uh, the heavens declare the glory of God. So some things we can clearly see. You know, the sun is hanging out on nothing. So I can agree with that point, you know, uh, the sun hanging out on nothing, you know, that God, you know, made the sun. Uh, but for those that, uh, believe in evolution, I disagree, you know? And so that's, that's why I wanted to kind of clear that up. You know, I disagree because, uh, nothing came from a big bang theory because scripture clearly says, uh, in the beginning, God created. All glory be to God, the heavens and the earth. And so we, you know, we don't want to get caught there uh, dealing with those particular aspects. And so in that sense, I would say I disagree. All right. Uh, but he says here, and we're just going to deal with the two positions. You got uh, false mysticism and then you have true mysticism. And he says with the uh, false mysticism, it is divine revelation is not limited to the Bible, but that God continues to give truth beyond the Bible. All right. It says in the final analysis, false mysticism make human experience supreme. And so uh, I, I go back to the scripture again, you know, where God told Adam uh, to uh, keep, dress the garden and keep it. And he had dominion, you know, over, you know, the fish of the sea and the fowl of the air. And so, uh, you know, to one degree, you one would agree. And but to the other side of this, I disagree because uh, man is not God. All right. So he's not supreme. All right. In that uh, in that particular sense or category, because he's only in a classification with humanity and not in competition or in uh, relevance to God himself, if that makes sense to you. So we, we're just going to get through some of this, uh, unravel some of this. Uh, he talks about one personal experience becomes the final authority rather than the Bible. And this is where people want to develop their own truth. This, fall mis this false mysticism, some people say, well, that's your truth and this is my truth. There is only one truth. Hmm? And uh, we have to know that God's word is true and God is the word, according to John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. And so there's only one truth. Hmm? And uh, God, you know, if God does not uh, provide a witness, he testifies of himself. He swear by himself. And so God doesn't need us for any validity. And so this is why I disagree and uh, and uh refute false mysticism all right um 
I want to take a look at, uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, he says here, um, uh, it fits one experience and uh, it is accepted as valid. But if it does not fit one, if it does not fit the one experience, then it is rejected as invalid. And it says for this kind of mystic, it says the Bible is not complete or final. And these are people, you know, projecting their opinion again. All right. Um, but we're not, we're not, uh, we're not dealing with an opinion. We're dealing with scripture uh, based on scripture. All right. We're not dealing with this based on uh, anyone's viewpoint, perspective, understanding, or what they believe. But it's really based on what the Bible says. That's what we're dealing with today. All right? And he talks about there is some form of false mysticism, believe that spiritual truth is being added beyond the scripture. I disagree with that because of in Revelation, it talks about if we add anything to the scripture or we take anything out of the scripture, then it's going to be added to us the plagues, you know, so the plagues that is written. So we don't want any plagues. So we don't want to add nothing. And we certainly don't want to take anything away. All right. And so these are things that we must, you know, uh, look at scripture, you know, to really understand these different attitudes, you know. And when we say attitude, you got all of these different religious beliefs. These are attitudes and positions. But regardless of what man says or what man thinks, God is right and somebody's wrong, all right? And so we must uh, look at the scripture, and we're going to get ready to get to it in just a minute. Um, we, we're getting ready to go to the scripture, but I just want to read some of this so you can see these attitudes and positions. This is not um, supported by me. These are just positions that I want to bring to show you the difference, uh, uh, attitudes, uh, theologians, uh, agnostics, you know, uh, pantheses, uh, different people, you know, that don't believe, you know, um, the scripture. Hmm? And so we, we, uh, you know, we don't, we don't have to go back and forth and deal with that, you know, whether you know, they're right or wrong. We believe the Bible, you know, and it is written, you know, the Bible, you know, clearly describes, you know, that these holy men wrote uh, and, and you know, they spake and they wrote as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And so they didn't just, you know, carnally start writing. They were inspired by God to write these letters and these books. And so this is why we believe the Bible. Hmm? And so, as it is written, hmm, you know, the just shall live by faith. And so we believe, we just strictly believe. We don't have to question anything because we believe, all right? Uh, mysticism is seen uh, as an idea of pantheses, uh, uh, the uh, Sophie, modern-day spiritualism. Um, we got the seven-day Adventists it talks about here. We got the new thought. We got Christian science. Uh, they got a thing called now Swedenborgianism, Mormonism, Quakerism, millennia, millennial dawnism, which is known as the Jehovah Witnesses. All right. And so these are all the attitudes that we see uh, and positions that people take. And they uh, write what they believe is true. But we know there's only one truth. And Jesus said in St. John 8, 31, 32, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And so uh, we're not bound over here by somebody else's belief or even by our own belief, but we believe the Bible, praise God, as it is written, right? In addition, and we're going to get the scripture after this. In addition, I want to get this other position. In addition, uh, it can be seen as uh, uh, in forms of beliefs in the modern-day character or charismatic movement. Uh, some, uh, 
cessationists believe all gifts mentioned in the New Testament are operative today. Some believe that God is still speaking through the present-day prophets, and some even go a step farther and declaim that the revelation, the coming to and from these prophets is equal in authority with the Bible. All right? Now, I don't know what you think about that, uh, but we'll let the Scripture give its position on these particular attitudes. All right? And we're going to get the Scripture in a minute. Um, these growing movements uh, within some circles of the, the evangelical church, um, I guess the question comes up, you know, does God speak today? Uh, it says here, apart uh, from the past. Now, <laughs> uh, who is that determined by? Is uh, people said, does God uh, speak today apart from the past? Now, the scripture I look at, you know, lets me know that God is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. And since the scripture said God changes not, uh, I would take the position of that God speaks anytime he wants to speak because he's God, <laughs> all right? And so people people write these different attitudes uh, to try to project conflict uh, or, or questions about the scripture. But the scriptures clearly concluded, you know, that uh, God works and to do the will of his own good pleasure. And so... Uh, God is not uh, uh, in line with uh, what we think he should or should not do or say or act. <laughs> you know, God acts based on his character, his holiness, and his love. And so uh, that's what we have to operate within in the scripture. We have to be able to see God's love through the scripture. And some people say, well, you know, if, if God loves us, then... You know, why is so much turmoil in the world? Well, there's so much turmoil in the world because we are free will agents and God does not make us robots, praise God. And so now we're going to go into the scripture uh, because we, wanna, we want to uh, inject scripture to you. Uh, let, me grab, uh, let me grab my... Uh, Grab my, uh, you know, everybody got a certain Bible they like. I got some behind me here, but I like uh, my old Bible. It works real good for me. So uh, I like the old pages. They turn better. So now we're going to go to uh, Timothy. Let's go to Timothy real quick. We're going to go to First uh, Timothy. Let's take a look to... Uh, just uh, check some of these attitudes uh, that's written. So let's go to uh, uh, Timothy, First uh, Timothy, chapter number three. All right, turn with me to First Timothy, chapter number three, and then we're going to go to Second Timothy, chapter number four. All right, let's take a look at some of these positions and attitudes. All right. All right, um, we're going to go to uh, 1 Timothy chapter 3, and we're going to go to verse number 14. All right, please go there with me, and we're going to be brief today, but we want to at least deal with these attitudes today. He says, these things uh, write I unto thee, hoping to come unto thee shortly. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest behave thyself in the house of God which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of truth. There it is right there. The word of God. Hmm? Uh, we're going to take a look here. 
He says, that thou may know how thou art to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God. Did not Jesus say to Peter, for thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it? He says, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. Hmm? So that means there has to be a foundation laid for truth. And the Bible lets us know hmm, what we are built upon, hmm, the foundation of the apostles, the prophets, and Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. All right? He says, and without controversy. This is where we look at the attitudes here. He said, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. I want to go to um, 2 Timothy. Go to 2 Timothy chapter chapter 3. I'm going to read there also. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 16. He says, All scripture, this is where the attitude comes because these particular mysticism, the false mysticism, uh, depicts only certain scripture is valid to them. But the Bible here says all scripture. So, so I, you know, I want to get into this a little deeper so we can kind of take a look and chew on this because the false mysticism, they only wants to, like some people say, well, I only believe the red writing. You got some people in the Bible say, well, I only believe the Old Testament. Then you got some people say, well, I only believe the New Testament. But my Bible says here um, in Second uh, Timothy chapter 3, verse number 16, he says here, all Scripture. I believe that to refute false doctrine, we must take all Scripture. We can't take one scripture and make a doctrine, make a teaching out of it. We must take all scripture, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little, hmm? precept upon precept, hmm? and so line upon line. And so we must take all scripture hmm? when we look at uh, these different attitudes that come to challenge or or put question marks where there's truth in the bible we must take all scripture and convey truth we can't just take one scripture you know uh you know some people will just take the scripture hey you know um and i don't want to be uh, you know i don't want to be cynical or facetious but you know judas judas went and hung himself or take the scripture where it says what you do do quickly Judas went and hung himself. We're not going to go hang ourselves. So I'm dealing with the point of we must take all scripture and uh, uh, take it and compare it with scripture to convey truth. You can't just take one scripture and make it be true without validating it with the old and the new or line upon line. And so this is why we have references in the Bible. Look at it. He says all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. I believe that. Hmm? And it says here, uh, it is profitable for doctrine. It tells me here, it is profitable for teaching. Glory be to God. Hmm? It is profitable for teaching, hmm? for reproof, for correction, hmm? 
for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect and thoroughly furnished unto all good works. There it is right there. And so this is what we must do. We must take the scripture and uh, compare it with scripture. Hmm? Spiritual things with spiritual things. Now let's take a look. I want to, uh, I want to go to, uh, I want to go to Peter 1. Uh, let's just see here. I, I want to go to uh, Peter here. And uh, I want to... Um, Um, just show you something else here in uh, in Peter. One second here. I'm just grabbing the scripture for you so we can uh, take a look because others say, well, hey, you know, we, we, uh, let's go to uh, 2 Peter chapter 1. We're digging deep here. Uh, let's go to 2 Peter uh, 1 and 19. Go to Second Peter, the attitude to our doctrine. We'll go to Second Peter 1 and 19. He says, We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Hmm? Where until you do well, uh, that ye take heed as unto light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn. And the day star arise in your heart. Knowing this first. This is where we talk about this false mysticism. Knowing this first. Uh, it says that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Hmm? For the prophecy came not in the old time by the will of man. Hmm? Man did not orchestrate this. Hmm? Man did not set this in order, but God set it in order. And so who can tell God, who can counsel God and dictate to God how to provide and how to issue truth? Look at this. It says, for the prophecy came not in the old time by the will of man, but holy men of God. All glory be to God. Not all glory be to God. Not just randomly select somebody but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost now scripture says these holy men spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost mean that the scripture did not come from the creative work of the prophets they did not conjure this up hmm? they did not determine what was right and what was wrong and this is why people you have to challenge people that really don't go deep and study the Bible and say, well, the Bible's written by man, so the Bible is flawed. The devil is a lie. Hmm? Because God uh, wrote the tablets that he gave to Moses, that Moses break. All glory be to God. And Moses brought the tablets down to the people. And the people, all glory be to God, because they were distorted in their thinking process. Hmm? They thought Moses was trying to be a God over let me get out of here. I got to go. Hmm? And so people, when they already, all glory be to God, hmm? have a lack of belief, it furthers their lack of belief when they don't, all glory be to God, believe in God in the first place. And this is why the scripture says, you know, that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And so, uh, you got to believe. He that cometh to God must first believe that he is and that he's a rewarder to them that diligently seek him. We, If we come to God with unbelief, we're already in lost the battle. Praise God. 
but the scripture here in 2 Peter 1 and 21 says, For the prophecy came not in the old time by the will of man, but uh, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Are you moving by the Holy Ghost? Hmm? That will be the question. Because if you're not moving by the Holy Ghost, then we definitely would know that God didn't inspire you to do it. Hmm? But when we're moving by the Holy Ghost and we're inspired by God to act, then God gets the credit. Praise God. Hmm? And so these prophets and these writers don't get the credit. God get the credit. Hmm? Because he inspired them to write what he wanted them to say to us. And so this is what we need to get here. Right? Um, we're going to get ready to get out of here now. Uh, I got a couple more scriptures that I want to get. God teaches us basic facts about himself, uh, about ourselves, and how things are designed to work in the universe that he made. Hmm? All things were made uh, by him and for him. All oh, glory be to God. <laughs> Uh, let me go to John here. I, I know. Let me let me let me deal with it. I know. Sometimes this 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 kind of teaching here takes a little longer because we have to get every scripture so we can uh you know so we can uh you know uh convey uh truth. All right. And so um Hold on one second. I just want to get this scripture um, um, so we can uh, uh, just take a look. All right. Let's let's take a look in John chapter 1. All right. Verse number 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Hmm? All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and life was the light of men, and the light shined in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. Uh I want I want to go down to 16. It says, And of his fullness we have received grace for grace, for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth was given or came by Jesus Christ. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So now, this is where I come uh, across the point of view was the truth uh, was given by Jesus Christ. Um, no man can uh, say they have truth if they leave Jesus out of the plan of God. Hmm? This is why we can say any man that testify that Jesus is not come in the flesh is Antichrist, because if they reject truth, hmm, then that's not the spirit of truth. All right? So if people reject truth, that is not the spirit of truth. And so, but if we receive truth, hmm, we would accept the fact that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. He, he, he was born and he died and he was raised again and he did come in the flesh. And so we must look at the scripture to uh, identify truth in the scripture. All right? So if we can't identify the truth that's in the scripture, then it's not doctrine that can be taught. As scripture, because the scripture conveys that Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Savior. Praise God. And so that is truth. And so anybody that says that that's not truth, then they are uh, they're uh, looking at the scripture improperly. And as I said, that's false mysticism based on what they believe. Right? But based on scripture. We don't say we just believe because we believe. We believe what's written in the scripture. Praise God. Hmm? 
and, and that's why we can say, well, I believe the word of God because the word of God is true. All right. And so let's take a look here as we close out here, uh, the doctrine of creation. There's a doctrine of inspiration. Uh, and some of them are based on facts. Hmm? Now, the false mysticism ones are not based on facts. They're based on opinion. All right. So that's the difference in these two. And so when we look at the attitude, the attitude can be opinionated and not supported by scripture. But truth is not opinionated. Truth is always revealed in scripture. And this is why we say we believe the Bible. All right. And so let me get ready to get out of here. Um, there's another one I wanted to deal with. Romanism. Uh, Romanism uh, has to deal with the Catholic Church. Uh, it's both channels to divine revelation and final authority, how the Bible is interpreted in faith and how it's practiced. So, <laughs> oh, glory be to God. Um, some scripture seems to be obscure, obscure to some uh, degree. Uh, in the teaching of the Romanism, all right? So it seems to be obscure. And it says only the church can properly interpret the scripture. In Romanism, the Bible is viewed as incomplete. And so that's another opinion. Uh, an another teaching is uh, <laughs> uh, uh, that uh, the truth comes through the church, but furthermore, the traditions uh, are along with the Bible as a source of divine revelation. And so I uh, I, uh, <laughs> I have a lot to say on this Romanism. Uh, let's, let's break down the Romanism. As we break down Romanism, uh, uh, I would like to say this. As we break down Romanism, Romanism, uh, uh, is only an interpretation. And we just uh, went to Peter there where it says um, there's no private interpretation of the scriptures. And so uh, if there's private interpretation, Romanism holds an attitude or position of they are interpreting the Bible how they want to interpret. <laughs> and so um, this is where you have uh, uh, different. Uh, theologians, uh, uh, different people that are writing their own literature. They're writing their own material, but they're not using the Bible as the main source for their writing or authorship. And this can be dangerous because there's no private interpretation. And so when, when there's a private interpretation, and we're writing based on how we interpret, and we don't have the spirit. Hmm? The Bible said now, the letter kill it, but the spirit give it life. So if a carnal-minded person is writing scripture and writing their interpretation, oh, glory be to God, of what they believe is to be truth, you can see the dangers of that. Hmm? We can see a lot of danger in that. And so we must, as believers, as a, a apostolic, baptized, Holy Ghost-filled believers, we must challenge all of these attitudes in these last days and let them know there's one truth, hmm? and it's written in the Bible. Hmm? And uh, it's called the Word of God. It's 66 books. And people say, well, there are other books, and, and you know we get into a lot. <laughs> we get we can get into a lot of things dealing with this, but the attitude, the proper attitude, is is faith. Hmm? I'm coming to God. I believe the scripture. Hmm? And anything that was left in the book that God wanted me to know, it was written. Hmm? The Bible said it was written for our admonition and our learning. Hmm? So all that was written, it was written for our admonition and our learning. Anything that wasn't written, it was not for our admonition and our learning. 
not to say that there's not other books and other literature that was written hmm? that that uh, points uh, uh, to some of the scriptures. But all that God wanted, the inspired things that God wanted us to know, it was written for admonition and our learning, and I believe the Bible. And so this is why, you know, we have to make sure when people come and they'll bring their opinion, they'll bring their thought process, they'll bring their, you know, theological opinion. And all of that is good. And they they may find factual points of there's other scripture and other literature that's found. But the inspired word is infallible. And so these are infallible truths and infallible proofs that God handpicked these 12 men. Hmm? And they followed Jesus' teaching and his manner of life. And that's why they were uh, assigned as the apostles to the church. Hmm? And that's why we can see them uh, on the day of Pentecost. We can see them there on the day of Pentecost, and we can see them giving the word of truth, hmm? what Jesus had taught them. They taught the church. And so we should do no different. We should take the same scripture and the same uh, doctrine that the apostles taught, and we should teach it as well. All right? I'm going to go to my final scripture. I read it last week. Uh, I think I'm going to sum up with this so we can look at it in Galatians chapter 1. Now I want to make sure that we understand that uh, Paul was an apostle to the Gentiles in Galatians 1 and 8 and 9. We're going to go get Galatians chapter 1, 8 and 9. Let's, uh, let's take a um, look at, uh, let's start at Galatians uh, 1 and 6 through 9. He says, I marvel that you're so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Hmm? This is what we're dealing with now when we talk about the false mysticism. Hmm? People will have you to think that there's another gospel. But Paul says here, which is not another. In verse number seven, which is not another. So there's there's only one gospel. There's only one truth. Hmm? People will trip you up in the scripture and you have to go find it for yourself. And he says here, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, he said. So if someone trying to take you and give you something outside of what is contained in the scripture, there's only one gospel. There's only one truth. And he says here, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you. Hmm? And would pervert the gospel of Christ. Hmm? You got people that will pervert the gospel of Christ and they will put their own opinion and spin on it over what Christ and the apostles wrote. All oh, glory be to God. That is dangerous ground. Let's take a look. He says, but though we or an angel, Paul emphasizes, he points not only uh, to himself or the apostleship of those that were uh, in apostleship like as he was. And then he goes farther and said, an angel. Oh, glory be to God. Hmm? He said, though we or an angel. And we need to know that in these last days, Satan himself can turn himself into an angel of light. Hmm? And Paul made sure he made it clear, no matter how clever these people are, no matter how bright they are, no matter how crafty they are in the scripture, he said if they come with another gospel. Let's take a look here. This is serious business. He says, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we are an angel, glory from heaven. He said, though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you. He said, let them be accursed. 
we need to understand that when they want to know who Jesus was and Jesus asked them, said, who do you say I am? He said, you know, some say you one of the prophets, some say you're Elijah, huh? But he said, who do you say I am? And Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said unto him, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, Peter. Hmm? But my father, which is in heaven. Hmm? And he said, but thou art Peter upon this rock. Hmm? I'll build my church and the gates of hell should not prevail against it. And then he goes farther. And he said, now I will give you the keys to the kingdom. And he says, what I, what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And what you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Hmm? Paul has a right here to the apostleship and says, though we and an angel, though we or an angel from heaven come preaching any other gospel, let him, then that which they are preached, let him be accursed. Hmm? Look at this. But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you, then that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. And as we said before, so say I now again, if any man or woman, hmm, I'm making it universal, if any man or woman, hmm, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, uh, than that ye have received, all oh, glory be to God. Hmm? That means that they have received from the apostle. Let him be accursed. Hmm? He said, for do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. And so there it is right there. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to leave it right there. want to say uh thank you for joining us today i just wanted to mute that call that was coming in but we want to thank you for spending time with us to go through um the finality of the attitude uh, i'm glad you were able to go through this with me the the attitude toward doctrine all right just adjusting my chair here and so uh we did have more scripture for you um we had um, Titus 2 and 9. We had Matthew chapter 19. Um, and I'll just write, uh, have you write these scriptures down that you can uh, look at them in your study time. We have Matthew chapter 19 and uh, I believe verse number uh, 17. All right. And uh, we have Matthew 19 and 17. Uh, we also had uh, Acts chapter 10, we have Matthew chapter 23 in its entirety, because uh, that's pretty much where we're teaching from, uh, 21, I mean, Matthew 23, uh, 23rd chapter, verse 1 through 39, uh, Acts chapter 10, and 1 through 48, and also we have 2 Timothy chapter 2, and 23 through 25, uh, and you can uh, Always play the tape back or play the video back to get these scriptures. We had 2 Timothy 4 and 1 through 6. Um, we also had, um, I believe, Luke 6 and 46, Matthew 7 and 21, and also Acts 20 and 28 through 31. These are all the scriptures we had dealing with the positions and attitudes uh, toward doctrine besides these that we have already given you other than Galatians chapter one and also uh the prior scripture uh first Peter second Peter uh two and uh second Peter two uh one and nineteen through twenty and uh there are some others but these are the main ones that we want to deal with but uh we only dealt with the three um uh, the three uh positions uh, the three main attitudes, we dealt with uh, Romanism, uh, we dealt with uh, mysticism, and also we dealt with rationalism. And uh, there's a 
a couple other. Um, maybe we'll get uh, to these at another time. Uh, I wanted to uh, look at uh, liberalism. That's another one I wanted to kind of uh, deal with. And so if the Lord's will, we'll, we'll probably get to that one at another time. Uh, because um, sometimes we uh, may feel like we're we're liberal. Uh, we got our nor orthodoxy. We got that one. Uh, we got cultism, and then we got conservative Protestantism. And so we got those last three that we're going to get. But we'll, if the Lord's will, we'll get them at. Um, at another time, if the Lord's willing. But we do want to uh, thank God for you joining us today on the broadcast. Um, we uh, hope that we said something to encourage you regarding the attitudes and the viewpoints toward uh, doctrine. And we want to uh, encourage each and every believer to study your word and know doctrine. Know the proper teaching because uh, this is where people are getting snared up at when they don't know the proper teaching. Um, we have to, you know, look at challenging questions and uh, don't let it change uh, your attitude toward God because uh, truth is found in Scripture. And so you don't have somebody have you... Uh, you know, second guessing what is already written. What is written is already written for our admonition and our learning. You know, uh, doctrine is uh, teaching to inform us. Uh, we need to understand teaching. Uh, we go to school and to be taught to get information. Teach teaching informs us. Doctrine informs us. Uh, but grace, the grace of God transforms us. This is why uh, the scripture says, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation, it teaches us. See, grace allows us to be taught and informed about Christ. Hmm? And he says, you know, um, it teaches us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, that we should live soberly, righteous, and godly in this present world. And then we can look for the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. So it's important that we uh, have the grace to be transformed so we can have doctrine to be informed. Okay, if that makes sense. Somebody write that down for me so uh, we can probably come back and talk about this. All right? And so we got the written word. Uh, we got the uh, spoken word. And we got the living word. So we got to understand uh, these three different aspects uh, that are teaching principles. Uh, I think uh, we're going to wrap it up right there, but we want to uh, have you come back if the Lord's will. Uh, we're going to have a new series on the 24th of, uh, let's see, let me go back and make sure I got those dates right for you. I think I gave you the wrong dates. Let me double check. Um, Yes, we're going to be back on on May 30th. That is correct. So, a uh, correction. We will be back on May 30th. Uh, I have the 24th down as a as a, a a day that we may be mobile in our broadcast. So we may pop on during um, the midweek of our convention that Wednesday on the 24th. Uh, that one may be subjected to just updating you on the convention events. So if the Lord's will, we may uh, jump on from our hotel just to let you know that we'll be back that following week, um, which will be uh, the 31st. It will be May 31st. It will be right before uh, the calendar ends. So we'll come back on May 31st. I'm glad I was able to recite and check my calendar here because I was looking at uh, some other events we got going here. So we're going to be uh, picking up the Faith in God Internet TV broadcast 
um, back here. We may do a brief mobile broadcast on the 24th uh, while we're in convention during the day and uh, that morning, rather. And then we're going to jump on, if the Lord's will, on the 31st for sure. We will be back uh, airing here in the studio. So we'll be back here airing in the studio on May 31st uh, at the 12 o'clock hour. Okay. And so thanks again for joining us. I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newsom with Faith in God Internet TV. Until next time, God bless you in Jesus' name. God bless.